And welcome to another episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matthew the Bomb Givenisi. <laughs> and today we're talking about. <laughs> God damn it. We're talking about how I wrote this so dumb. I'm, I wrote, here's what I wrote. And today I'm talking about how different dealing with and spending money is as an <laughs> entrepreneur with Stephanie Halligan. Oh my God, that's the worst. It's not even a run-on sentence. It just, just doesn't like mean... jammed with words. Yeah, we're going to talk about money. <laughs> yeah, money. That's it. Just could have left it at that. Yeah. Money slash entrepreneurship slash finances. Slash. <laughs> Wait, read the sentence again. I'm talking about how different dealing with <laughs> and spending money is. As an entrepreneur <laughs> with, again, Stephanie Halligan. Just jammed with prepositions. Well, see, this is what we're just talking. We don't, don't, don't write. It's not your strong suit. <laughs> wow, you're so mean. Sorry. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> uh, we're here on the Pupcast. We have a dog in the, in the studio today. Yeah. He's going to be good. I hope, I hope yeah. he doesn't knock over the mic. We're pu- puppy sitting. Yeah. I hope our landlord doesn't listen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's only here for a weekend. Um, all right. Well, uh, that's it. That's your intro. That's my intro. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, M- money. Do you want to like? Do you want to public uh, talk about anything like what you're doing? Oh, professionally. Yeah, professionally. <laughs> As uh, an entrepreneur. Yeah. Oh, I have so many complicated things happening I right know. now. I'm. A, I am working on. Um, launching my next cartoon project that mm-hmm. I'm super excited about. Um, you can find out more by, I don't know, checking me out on Twitter. I've got links and stuff to things. I share some sneak peeks there. Talking yeah. to the uh, web designer today, tonight? Uh, yep. Later and tonight. Who was on your... Who was on the last <laughs> episode, which I will talk about shortly. Yep. Shout out to Nathaniel. Thanks for designing my web page. <laughs> <laughs> you just kissed your two fingers and yeah. put them up in the air. Is that when someone's dead? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so we're not like pouring one out for Nathaniel. No, he's, he's very much Jeez, alive. I'm like knocking on wood now. He's, he used to come over here. Yeah, he'll be here. Anyway, so I'm working on um, my next cartoon project. Uh-huh. Um, I just left my consulting business that I've had for four and a half years. So I'm in uh, existential land of what mm. I want to do next. And I got a part-time contract at a publishing company this summer in Boulder. It's yeah. actually pretty exciting. It's like a summer internship yeah. while I figure my shit out. So that's what's going on in my world. But yeah. you already knew that. And you know what's going on in mine. But I want to talk about what's going on in mine. All right. Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like-minded business owners in the members-only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning-fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention, it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. So I want to talk real quickly about what I'm doing at Money Lab. Dot co. Dot co. <laughs> so I started this thing called SEO Impossible. And it's a challenge or an experiment, depending on how you look at it, to create one article that ranks for a very competitive keyword in Google. That keyword being affiliate marketing. And... For this whole week, I've been procrastinating on doing it because writing, obviously, is not my strong suit. (laughs) And writing about something 
as like quote unquote douchey feeling as affiliate marketing just was sort of bumming me out. And I finally just, I, re- I remember I heard this quote. I don't know who it was. It was like a therapist. I think it was on Harmontown yesterday when I was brewing. He was talking to his therapist and he had his mind blown. It's like, and the therapist is like, what are you willing to do? If, if you want X in life, what are you willing to do now? Like of like the least amount of things, like what are you like willing to put yourself through in order to get to X? Uh-huh. And I think for me, it's like, I want to, I want this article to exist. I want it to rank on Google. So what am I willing to do today? I'm willing to write a paragraph. I'm really, you know, I'm willing to write, you know, I'm willing to start putting together an outline or something. Right. And why do you want this article to exist? Because I think part of the reason you want this to exist is to prove a point, which is even the most challenging keywords. If you do it well, you can rank for them and succeed on Google, right? Yes. Uh, On a more selfish level, which is that's pretty selfish, but on a more selfish level, I want to sell my SEO for bloggers course. So I need to prove that I know what I'm doing a little bit. And not that I need to. I mean, I have two websites that rank and even Money Lab ranks for some stuff. So I know what I'm doing. I've been doing it for years. Uh, But I feel like that will really sell that course. Plus, I have this affiliate marketing plugin called Earnest that I just, you know, started working with a developer. I own the plugin now 100%. I did. I started with a partner. We parted ways uh, amicably. And now I'm working with the developer and we're getting a lot done. And I'm really excited about it and I want to promote it. And I don't have a, I don't, Money Lab is not a really good promotion engine for anything that I do, even this podcast. So this podcast is actually part of the promotional train for Money Lab. And I think I want to do some like really epic, you know, articles on Money Lab that will drive in SEO traffic. Yeah. So that's what you're good at. And it's what I'm, yeah, it's kind of like my skill set. So I'm at like 6,500 words. Damn. Took three days to get there. Yeah. Uh, It's kind of edited, but really needs a lot of work. I probably have another 1,500, maybe more words to write. I did a survey, and I got a bunch of uh, survey data from about 46 people on the list about affiliate marketing, which was really good and helpful. Um, So I'm working on that. On top of that, not just, you know, coming out with this, like, crazy epic article is is something that I'm like excited to lo- I'm excited to push out there cuz I know it it's it, hopefully it does well. Hopefully it goes semi-viral cuz it is kind of funny and weird and stuff. Uh but I'm also at the same time going to try to develop an affiliate marketing video course, which I kind of half did with when I when, when I first released Ernest, I put out the six lesson affiliate marketing course and it was okay. It was good. It was free. And I want to do that like to the umpteenth degree, sort of like I did Asana for bloggers and SEO for bloggers. I want to try to come out with that at the same time as this article. So it's still a long time in the making. And I want to develop my own WordPress theme and sell that. So what you're saying is you're completely slacking off and not doing anything at (laughs) moneylab.co. Plus this podcast.co. No, uh, I do have a question for you real quick. I'm trying to come up with a name for this WordPress theme. Oh, I don't do themes very well. I can come yeah. up with names for other things. Yeah, I had a hard time with this one. They're all one word. That I and when I went on themeforest.com because uh-huh. I've never bought, bought a theme before. Okay. They're all one word. Like Maxim and XU or Arrow, stuff like that. Mm. So I thought about naming it chlorine. Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> of the pools? Yeah, no. and that is that it? Is there another play on that word besides chemical? Yeah, the, chemical? It's, a, it's a clean website. Oh, <laughs> not my favorite. Okay. I'll think about it. All right. Yeah. The other one I have was Saison. Saison's cool. Yeah. Yeah, just because it's interesting and it sounds neat. Chlorine yeah. does not sound fun. Does it? I wanted to name my band Chlorine. Ew. No. No? Mm-mm. All right. Beto. I had another name. What was the other one? Oh. Wait, it was for it was a play on Money Lab. Oh, Cheddar, White Cheddar. <laughs> That's pretty funny. 
Yeah. The white cheddar theme. Yeah. I would buy it. White cheddar? Yeah. Because it's for making money. Yeah. And or sharp cheddar. I'm white. Sharp cheddar. It's eh, too harsh. No, but it's sharp. It's clean. There's something into that. But white because it's the, the the theme is going to be mostly white. <laughs> Not just goat cheese. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, shit. Now <laughs> with Z. Oh yeah, maybe. Mm, all right. Uh, one more thing too. I want to mention the last episode I did with Nathaniel Boyle about making uh, networking and making real friends via the internet got 196 downloads. Is that good? Uh, it's been lower than, uh, but we're heading into the summer and but I'm also, not really sure. <laughs> you also don't email your list about your I do podcast. Not, no. So I think you should email your list about this episode because it's going to be so fucking good. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, should we start? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pose a question. I think. I know because I'm about to do it. Um, you work for yourself. You've worked for yourself for what four or five years now. Mm-hmm. You, you and I are completely different <laughs> when it comes to money. Yeah. But what happened? Did anything have to change with you when you left your job and knew you were going to do this by yourself? Did you did any of your habits with money or your or your processes or anything change? Um that's a good question. I think I think the habits that got solidified that I have now with money actually started when I was planning to leave my job. So all of a sudden I'm like a ridiculous saver. I'm a squirreler. I squirrel away money (laughs) like that's I've just always done that even when I had when I was working a nine to five job. What Uh, about like part time in college and stuff? uh, I wasn't making enough to save anything. So no, you haven't always been a saver. I mean, I no, I did, but like not to the amount I would consider saving now. But I've but I remember, uh, you know, six or seven months before quitting my job, I had been saving you know, regularly. And I'd been really trying to pay off my student loans. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I looked at the like chunk of change in my savings account. It was like the, just because money or emergency fund, or I don't even know what I called it. And I was like, Oh my God, I could use this to like basically buy my freedom. And I even changed the name. What is that? What, how much is that? Well, to me it was a very specific amount and I've done it twice now. $15,000 to Mm. me is a very comforting number that lets me go, oh, I have a, I can give myself a couple months, you know, six months, whatever it is to figure my shit out. Um, 15, did I say 1500? I meant 15,000. No, you said 15,000. Okay. 15,000. Uh, it gives me a cushion. I feel like I can like relax. Why? How about why is that? Um, it's not like if I had like three months of, is that so it's five thousand a month is that is that, is no, that how you came to that no no i'm saying if i only had three thousand i wouldn't be as comfortable i don't spend as much as you spend on money i have a pre- pretty, I, I don't spend any money on money i, I don't buy I, disney dollars or ha 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 what i meant was <laughs> ha, ha, ha. you yeah so my monthly expenditures are pretty low and so fifteen thousand for me can last um i don't know like Six months or something like that's that. That's because I'm paying all the bills. That's not true. Stop. <laughs> I pay my own way in this world. Yeah. The point being, your original question is, like, when I was about to quit my job, all of a sudden I looked at the savings I had and was like, oh, everyone talks about emergency funds, but this was like freedom fund. Well, like, an emergency, yeah, emergency funds like a thousand bucks, I think, according to Dave Ramsey. At least a thousand. It's, it should be like fifteen hundred. three months worth of expenses or six months worth if you're an entrepreneur. And so for me, looking at this number, I was like, wait a second, I could leave my job and feel okay figuring out what I need to do next and actually try to work for myself. And what's funny is I didn't actually plan this, but last fall... I decided to take a break from work Mm -hmm. uh, again and just be like, I need to step back, think about what I want to actually do. And you looked at my bank account and it was about $15,000. So I'm like, all right, I think I might have a pattern of 
saving up a certain amount of money, taking a step back from work, and then re-entering work where I'm kind of in that phase right now. And that's just money in like a savings, like an actual savings account. Yeah. Like for me, I like Smarty Pig because uh-huh. it's got a high um, How much? What is yield. it? It's 1%. Hmm. It's, it's not very... I mean, I think too, the interest, like the the other side of this money conversation is you and I have a background in personal finance. Like we are in the personal... You have a background. I mean, <laughs> not background. I'm... I, we have experience in that world yeah. talking about money. You had a podcast, a daily podcast about money. Yeah. The reason we met was because we were at FinCon, the personal finance bloggers conference. Yep. And so a lot of my money story and journey started with how do I pay off my student loans? Mm-hmm. And I had a website about it. How much were they? How much were you? 35? Yeah. About like 34 something. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And then the shift happened when considering the amount of money I had. And I was just about to get out of debt. I had that cushion of savings. And the only debt you had was that, was yep. the student I loans. I didn't have any, like, credit, credit card, card debt. debt. You didn't have a car. No. I lived in D.C., so there was You didn't no have a house, nope. mortgage. No. Simple. Right at, a high, right at a college. Yeah. Right. I was a couple years out of college. Because I paid off my student loans in about four years. After college. Yeah. Pretty aggressively. How do you, how do you save for that? <laughs> and I'm asking sincerely because I don't save. Save for what? Uh, $34,000. You mean how did I pay off that debt? Yeah. Super aggressively. You know what's really funny, Mr. SEO man, is Uh that I ranked like number one on Google for like how do you pay off student loans. Yeah, I know. And I sold that website. So that didn't go towards paying off. No, the the website sales, no. But I basically it was like cutting expenses. Like I was that girl that like went to a bar and was like, I will have a sparkling water, please, but only if it's free, you know? So, wow. Being, I mean, I'm really good at being frugal. I still am really frugal. Like, as a person, I, it's just natural personality trait of mine. How'd that come about? I guess, like, not having a lot of money growing up. Just going to Yeah, but to I didn't have shops. a lot of money growing up, and I spent, like, water. Yeah, I don't know then. It's, to me, it was like, um, I think it was like, it felt almost like rebellious, right? Like if my family was in a if tough financial situa- situation, I was you like, "You weren't going to be." Oh yeah, I'm not going to be. I'm going to get like a re- well-paying job and like not spend my money ever. So hmm. it can definitely skew to the extreme. But yeah, the you know I've always been that natural saver, which is different than you. But you were saving, so you saved up money. When you were getting a regular paycheck. Yeah. And that seems easy to me because it's just math. It's 10%, 20% of whatever you make. Right. Maybe automatically throw it in an account. Then, but then when you work, started working for yourself and you now have this 15000 or you can't, like, how does that, how do well, you do that I don't now? think it's easier. I think it's no, less, it's, it's, it's more mindless. You don't have to think about it. You're like, I get paid this amount of money every month from yeah, my job. Yeah, every I don't, Friday. Right. I don't have to think about it. 5%, 10%, putting it over here. So much an, easier said than done. But as an entrepreneur, I'm like, I want X more dollars. I'm going to look for a contract. I'm going to create a product. I'm, gonna, I'm going to make money. And you and I have this conversation all the time, which I think is really exciting. And I don't know how couples do it who don't work for themselves. Like you and I so are this like, is not for them. <laughs> right. No, this is for, I mean, your whole website's for entrepreneurs. But it's about like, we can actually go out and be like, okay, I want this goal in my life. I'm going to go out and make it happen by making more money. And that's so yeah. exciting. I mean, there's other sides of that coin that aren't that good, but. Like what? Well, I, I feel pressure sometimes that everything in my life has to make money. Like even things that are for fun. Like the cartoon project that I'm coming out with. Yeah. It's called CC in the Wild. I'm so excited about it. I can't stop working on it. It's like every day I'm drawing and writing new characters and scenes and chapters. And about three keep, months into it. And you keep it, accidentally drawing dollar signs in their eyes. That's right. They're like Scrooge McDuck characters. Like, damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, about like three months into to creating the like story arc i was like oh my god i need to monetize this yeah how do i i was like coming up with this membership platform yeah. it was super complicated and i was stressing the hell out you knew you saw me in those conversations i yeah. was like 
not having fun. It was like, well, wait, can this just be a piece of art? And then it can have, it can gain readership and that could be it for now. Can that just for be now, it? For now, yeah. Right. And so I think the other side of like, oh, you can make money with anything. You're, you're a resourceful entrepreneur. It's like, oh shit, everything has to make money to be worthwhile type of feeling. Yeah. At least how that's how I internalize it. But I'm curious how you feel. Like, do you feel like you're pretty clear? Like, this over here is not going to make money. This over here is no hobby. This is over here is well, it depends. entrepreneur land. Depends. If it's on the computer, I you know, honestly, like I, when I was thinking about this WordPress theme, I was thinking about it as a free WordPress theme. Right. First. Because I'm like, oh, I'm just going to throw something together and put it up. And now I'm like, well, I'll put, a, I'll put effort into it. And I want to keep up with it. I want to like keep updating it and making it better. And if you know design stuff changes throughout the you know the years, I can update it and and have it automatically update on everyone's website. And so that service and that there's customer service involved in giving away something like that for free. And immediately I'm like, I have to charge for this because I have I may have to pay somebody at some point to answer customer service questions, right. or else this is what I'm going to do for it. Right. Because of the nature of that product. Right. But I'm putting together, as an example, like I'm putting together a spreadsheet of every single affiliate marketing program on the internet, mm-hmm. or at least I'm trying to. Mm-hmm. And I'm paying somebody to help me do that, that research. And that's free. So not everything has to make money. And me putting out this article and this podcast is free. And I mean, that's part of owning a media company is, you know, your product is eyeballs is like the is the audience right but so that's actually a good point why don't you feel the urge or pressure or do you right now to get sponsors or to like take the podcast because, um, as yeah, like an engine for revenue right because it's a reframing of well it is a, it is an engine for revenue but it's it's i don't make a lot of effort i don't put a lot of effort into promoting money lab as a brand yeah and it's because my the way that i create content is so erratic and it's more of a journal so with the podcast, that's my way of putting out something consistent and hopefully driving, you know, having people find me in a different avenue rather than SEO and bringing them back to Money Lab and going, oh, this guy, I really like what this guy's doing. Oh, cool. He has a course. Oh, I'm going to buy that. Or he has a plugin. I'm going to buy that, a theme, whatever. And then it kind of like very, very passively uh, earn, an, earn an audience and then you know, sell them products. Right. But that's not, you know, that's not how it works on swimming diversity and my other stuff, but that's, yeah, that's how. Yeah. And, and so I guess maybe the more like explicit example that I think is relevant to this conversation is you selling your roasty website, which was oh yeah an extreme moment of like, I'm in lots of debt. You're having money conversations about buying a house. And then here's this huge asset that you're selling. And it was just it to me, it encapsulated a lot of like your, how you work with money, the seasonality of how you work with money, all of those things. Yeah. So, um, before I met you, I was very, very bad with money (laughs) and still kind of, uh, I think I just make enough of it now that it, that I, I can afford to be bad, if that makes sense? I don't know if you're bad with money, because you know when you're in trouble. Yeah. And you don't, you you just like spending on things, and well, like gadgets, and well, like well, oh, hold on. Not, investing in things. You yeah. Think, you buy things that are investments. You're not just like, here's this random dude ad that I but found. But I, I used to not be like that. Right. I used to buy water fountains for my desk, like automatic water Ooh. fountains. Yeah. And I used to buy just food and and go out to bars a lot and go out to dinner all the time like i used to go out to breakfast every single morning before high school yeah, i mean i spent like so much money breakfast still though cigarettes I used to smoke cigarettes mm-hmm. yeah before you met me before i way, way before i met you yeah and yeah it just i know i just spent a lot of money and because i think it all started when i worked at uh the pool store when i was 13 and then we would work there for the weekend get 70 dollars. me and my friend bob we would get a $70 paycheck. We would cash it because we couldn't, we weren't old enough to have bank accounts. Mm-hmm. 
at least that, that's not true. That's probably not true. But that's what <laughs> I told myself, or at least I'm telling myself now. And we would just cash. This, we would have. That's seven, a really good excuse yeah. to be like, "Well, I can't save any money because bank accounts are illegal." Yeah. for thirteen year olds. Thanks, Wachovia. Remember that. <laughs> so I, I had we had seventy dollars in cash at thirteen, fourteen years old. That's a lot of money. And our parents would drop us off at Walmart, which was new in town, and we would just buy hot dogs because they had an you know an internal sure. place. We'd buy we literally spend the seventy dollars. Yeah, but Cap here's guns, the deal: is I the, the same thing. I did the same thing, but I turned out so different. So but I, I kept going. So right. then I remember my dad. I remember getting a credit card when I was eighteen, and it, a credit card in the mail came. You know, and my dad and my mom just said, "You're not allowed to have a credit card." And that you're was, like, that "I'll was, show you." I'll, yeah, I was like. And I secretly took that envelope and signed for it and got yeah. started. And I it was a five hundred dollar limit. Yeah, blew it in one day at Target. Sure, <laughs> so free money. Why not? And that's when I bought that water fountain. Yep. Oh, nice. Swear to God, first thing I bought on my credit card. <laughs> that was why I remember. You were like, oh, if someone was like, "Hey, Matt, you could, if I gave you five hundred dollars today, yeah, and you you would say to that person, I would buy a water <laughs> fountain at Target. No. It was just there. It was so impulsive. I, I, I went to, I shopped. I went to stores and bought things. Yeah. And I like enjoyed that. And like like. Yeah. 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 CD, and then it, CDs. Remember that? You had to buy CDs. Right. Like yeah. Best Buy. Like. Oh yeah. I used to like spend. the aisles. Sam Goody. I would spend all day there. I would spend all day at the mall. Yeah. But everyone did that. So what, here's the problem. You can't conflate that with your own habits because I did that. It was all the right. Place well, I be. just kept going. Yeah. And then. Why? Let's psychoanalyze. Because I was oh, I okay. Because I always worked. I always had money coming oh, in. Oh, that's a good point. So I, I've had a job since I was thirteen years old. It's not even an exaggeration. So I've been working. I didn't go to college. I opted to work instead. Yeah. So while everyone was going to college, broke as a broke as shit, I was, I was making money. Yeah. Uh, to the point where, when I, uh, so I remember like selling shit on eBay. Remember that time. Yeah. Uh, I was in a lot of debt. I bought my house when I so, was in debt. So let's let me get this straight. So like you would you were working and working, so I'm guessing you were making more and more money. Yes. And it was just I like kept, yeah. lifestyle inflation yep. as you earned more. Yep. And then eventually you got to that BMW, that sweet, sweet car. Well, no, I got to the I got to my house first. Oh right. I I had I moved out into an apartment complex twice and then I moved into I bought my own house in two thousand eight when I was twenty five. And it's because at the time I think I was making around, I was making somewhere between forty and sixty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And what was crazy about that, and I think it was more in the, like the sixty thousand dollar range because everyone got out of college and were making like thirty grand. Mm-hmm. So I was, and I was making a lot of money with no college degree. Yeah, and that made me feel good, which was you know, which is why I don't, I don't regret, ne- I don't regret not going to college, obviously, but. Uh, I bought my house. I was probably in about ten thousand dollars of credit card debt. I had a credit score of about five hundred and fifty, <laughs> somewhere around that range. I remember I went to go rent. I had a I had a, a um, an American Express card. Mm-hmm. The day that I moved in, I went to go rent a truck to move shit into my house, and they were like, "Your card's declined." I'm like, "That's impossible." I just checked the bank account. There's plenty of money on there. And then I called, and they said we had, American Express had shut down my account because I there was a lot of like a, a activity on my personal file. So basically, buying the house, yeah. Oh, so shit. buying the house forced them to close my card, which I I don't know if that's irony, but whatever. Like yeah. I couldn't, I had to go. I think I had to go use another credit card or my checking account or something to get the truck. But I shouldn't have bought that house, and obviously, right. I'm still paying for it. Well, what's your well, what's your turning point moment? My turning point moment was because B- I always say no. I always say the BMW, like the BMW, was a consolation prize of an ex girlfriend. That was a nightmare. So that was like I call. I used to call it my consolation prize. I think I had it for six months, and it got me so many tickets because it was just fast. So not. I don't. I wouldn't say that that was my impulse or my turning point. My turning point was I lost my job, and I was make collecting unemployment and I was staying in my condo and I knew that at that point I wanted to start swim university. I'm like, I'm, this is my opportunity to use this money that the government is giving me 
to start my business. Mm -hmm. But I would be very irresponsible if my expenses were $4,500 a month or $3,500 a month, whatever they were. How much, do you remember how much your check was, your unemployment? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, It was $600 a week. Oh. I got a high, I was on the top tier. You were on that like yeah. recovery yeah. plan package in yes. like 2000. Well, and again, I had paid so long into it sure. more than most people because yeah. I had been working since I was 13. So sure. and and on the books, right? So yeah, the, I I got the top I got top dollar. Cool. And I only got it for a year, but I knew and I and I only gave myself a year. And at that point, I'm like, I'm not gonna, I can't. And and again, I I used to. There was a point in time where I at my mom's pretty good with money. Or just she's more like you, like she like saving. Mm-hmm. I was like, Mom, you have to take over my finances. Like, I, I can't do this anymore. Oh, wow. Like, I can't. I'm so bad at this, and I don't know how to fix it. And I remember she, like, and I'm like, you need to give me an allowance. Like, my mom. I was living by myself in a house that I bought, <laughs> and I'm paying for Yeah. And at one point, I asked my mom to basically be my mom again and, yeah. and give me an allowance. Yeah. Uh, that didn't work out. <laughs> That did last it maybe two weeks. Uh, it yeah. So it was it was losing my job, knowing that you know I was happy that I lost my job because I was I was happy that I got that year of unemployment because I basically got a, a small I call it a small business loan. It wasn't a you know. Sure. And I think too, you always say this phrase to me, which is, "I'd rather live in a cardboard box than work for anyone else." Yeah, and I feel like those types of moments really help us define values in that way. Like you telling that story is reminding me of my like low moment turning point moment, which was like right after college, I graduated right at the recession. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find a job. I was making a thousand dollars a month on a stipend, uh, at an internship in downtown Boston mm-hmm. and sleeping on the most uncomfortable couch ever, eating really shitty food that I could hardly afford. Ramen, I'm, ass- I'm assuming. It was like pasta. Like, okay. I don't eat that anymore. No. And But I remember being like, this is bullshit. Oh, and I couldn't afford, like I had prescription drugs I had to get every month. And I had to decide if I w- could get my prescription or get my bus pass to get to my job. And I was like, well, I have to pick the bus pass. So I didn't get my prescription. And I was like, this is bullshit. Yeah. The system is fucked. Yeah. Like, they were promised us jobs. Like, where's yeah, our jobs? Yeah, I, I mean, everyone I know who graduated from college in that, I mean, with everyone graduated in that time. Yeah, right? exactly. But and, I, so, and, I was, and I was weird because I had a job. Right. But I think those those moments, but for you, it was that layoff, right, too? Yeah, and it was in 2008. It was, I mean, I had bought my house in 2008. I lived there for five years. So I guess it's what what 2011 or something. But I think it's when the rug 12. is pulled out from under you, and you go, "Wait, what is going on? What do I value? And no. then how do I how do I want to like something? Something is something needs to change." Here. Yeah, but it wasn't the rug being pulled out from underneath me. But you just I, said that. No, I, it wasn't abrupt. I knew that my unemployment was coming, and I was I was I couldn't wait for it. But you were like, "But I better change my ways." The, yes, I did have a moment where I said. Because I was at that point, see, I'd never, I had never really read any books up in. Oh, you that, couldn't read? I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't write either. <laughs> uh, I no, I really did. Fail English. I read Four Hour Work Week. I think when I was in 2010 or something, mm-hmm. and that was like the first business book I'd read in a like a true business book, not just a learn how to do website design book. Uh and I didn't act on it, but I was like, this is it. This is exactly what I want to do. And I knew the unemployment thing was coming because I could just, you know, you could just sense it. And for like two months, I'm like, any day now, I'm going to get let, I'm going to get laid off mm-hmm. and I'm going to get unemployment and I'm going to use that opportunity to make Swim University a thing for me. Yeah. I knew that. And I also knew I'm so sick and tired of being shitty with money. I'm sick of it. And I can't and if I'm going to be living off of the government money, of government money, which is the teat. The teat of the of the government. <laughs> I'm gonna be sucking on this teat. But also, I don't like not that I'm a conservative or anything, but I don't want to be a freeloader. Like I don't want I, I have never been one of those. Okay, I'm gonna challenge this. Was this really what was going through your I head? I swear to God. Not like no, I, swear I to need God. to leverage this money for myself and my business. No, really? no, not at all. Oh. It was it was I don't want people 
looking at me. I swear, this is <laughs> this is how my you my, don't want to uh, be a welfare queen. I don't. Yeah, I don't want people thinking, oh, he's living on unemployment, driving a BMW, living in his own condo, mm. and working on a fucking website. Like yeah. that, like, <laughs> I didn't want that stigma. Uh-huh. That's a pretty, yeah, it's a pretty neat package when yeah. you describe it right. like that. Fucking millennial. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't want that. Yeah. So I just remember I, I'm sick and tired of not being good with money. Mm. And if I'm going to be, if I'm not going to have money come, well, I am going to have money coming in, but if I'm going to be running my own business, which was the drive for everything. Yeah. Then I need to figure out. Then I need to treat my income as a business as well. I need to treat that. I need to be smarter about that. Yeah. And so, the first book I read was The Simple Dollar. Mm-hmm. Trent Ham, you remember? Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if he still does anything. I don't. But I was. I was. I really liked that website. I read his book, and I it. I was like, oh, because I, but the all, actually, that's not even true. The book that I read before that, I, fuck, now, now, I'm, now I'm like, I read three books <laughs> Your before whole life. that. No, no, three books before that book that had to do with money. And it was The Richest Man in Babylon, which my dad made me read. Millionaire Next Door. Millionaire Next Door. Yeah. And Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, yeah. None of those did shit for me. Right. But they're classics. <laughs> actually, the, the Millionaire Next Door was given to me by my mortgage company after I signed. Funny. Yeah. The I think the first book, I read a couple of those books and they didn't, didn't do any. Not my mortgage company, me. the my the real estate agent because obviously the mortgage company does not want you no. following that rule. Right. So I read a couple of those books, they didn't do anything for me, but yeah. one of the first books I did read that really I actually put into action was I will teach you to be rich. So that's the second book yeah. after the simple dollar, right. which I believe the simple dollar mentions. Okay. Or Somebody mentioned it on a website, and I and their and their words were, and it might have been Steve Cam at Nerd Fitness. I so I don't know if I remember that correctly, but I remember the words were, "Ignore the spammy, douchey title of this book. It's actually really good, right? Because I will teach you to be rich is kind of like sure how to get rich quick overnight. It was in like thirty days how to organize your accounts, and yeah. it was like. The first time I read about like automatic bill pay and shit. Yeah, it was about and, automation. And then though, and this is what helped me with my debt and even now as an entrepreneur is I went down like the rabbit hole of learning on Ramit's site, Ramit the author. I mean, everyone listening to this knows yeah. I will teach you to be rich yeah. in Ramit. But um, of in negotiation. So like the book right. talked about negotiation. Right. I just, I devoured his content. I remember before... My second job, I watched four hours of his videos mm-hmm. and then ended up being able to like negotiate, you know, a $4,000 raise from that second job. But I was like, oh, this is the ticket to money. Yeah, I will be frugal and not sure. pay for drinks on a Friday night. But I, c- you know, I can spend four hours this weekend and get $4,000 of a return off of it sure. by negotiating. And, and I do that too with client projects. I would always negotiate. Yeah. Up and uh, that to me was like unlocked a whole other layer of money that yeah. really got me to save more, pay off my debt really quickly. Yeah, that. yeah. My that that book got me to pay off my debt, which I only again it wasn't much, but it was thousands. Pretty. Yeah, steep. yeah. And the way I did that was I had a board, a whiteboard, and I believe he talks about this in his book, and I could be wrong, because uh, because a lot of this like you can pretty much track my entire financial history in the first 246 episodes of Listen Money Matters. Yeah. Because during that time is really when I I was starting to like I go I went from like being pretty shitty to really being good with money. And I had read those books before I went on before I joined Andrew and did that show, but I was still trying I was still digging myself out at that time. Right. And I, I wrote on my whiteboard all of my credit cards, which I think I had four and I ordered them by highest interest rate. And then I also wrote down what the balances were. And I paid off the highest interest rate one first, even though it had the most amount of money. Because mathematically, over time, you end up paying less versus uh, Dave Ramsey's method of the debt snowball, where you pay off the lowest amount owed and you get that like emotional avalanche win. Avalanche versus snowball. That's what it is. Okay, yeah. So avalanche. It's the avalanche. Yeah, so you should know this. No, nah, you know. Well, <laughs> hey, man, it's been a while. Okay, well, so that that 
helps us circle back to what I asked earlier because I'm more interested in what's happening now. And you just went through, you just had what? $37,000 in credit card debt. Yep. Like what happened? Well, I know what happened. Yeah, I know you know what happened. But I also kind of want to know how, because I think I would be having daily panic attacks. Right. So I, so that's, you were having like quiet panic attacks. (laughs) Uh, My eye was just switching. No, I, I I don't freak out about money like you do. Hey. Right. I'm not I don't freak out. I only no, freak out. No, you know in what I mean. I don't mean situations. like literally freak out. I mean like I don't get as I'm a little bit more risk tolerant when it comes to money. Yeah, I'll take that. Okay. I agree. Okay. So and I and the reason I remember like even when I bought my house, I bought my house and then I left my job and went and my mom was like what do you mean? You just bought a house. You can't just switch jobs. I'm like, oh, I'll figure it out. You know, and yeah. I've just been very good at jumping without a safety net. Like I, I cause to me, I, I have a I have a load of skills. And worst case scenario is I'll just go and do a website design for somebody, or I'll just go and, you know, do data entry or something. Like I can I'm skilled enough to do jobs to make money in some way. And again, I've been working my whole life, so I've never known the feeling what it's like to not have a job and to yeah. freak out. So, so- you look at the credit card debt, though, because yeah. I want to know how it was feeling because it'd be like, I look at credit card debt. Like, I have, I'm carrying a little right now because yeah. I took this work break. But I'm looking at it, and it's like, hmm, 3000 Yeah. And I know I could pay it off. Yeah, And I'm like, that oh, that's fine. But, like, at what point were you like, um, this is getting I think crazy. when it gets over 10 Yeah. When it gets past what I'm... <laughs> well, so what happened was... Last year, obviously, was – well, not obviously. Last year was my best year ever. And so far, every year has been my best year ever. Revenue which is good, revenue-wise, for the business. Yeah. Not like YOLO. No, right. Best year ever. <laughs> yeah, no. Not like YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to – I get what you're doing. You know, millennial terms. Yeah, millennial terms. It was just full of avocado toast and Yeah. So I, I – yeah, so I – now I fucking lost my train. You had it was your best year revenue wise. <laughs> right, best year revenue wise. But you spent a lot. So more. I but but I got this little bug in my ear. Yeah, Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, who's? <laughs> it was really annoying. It kept biting the inside of my drum. Uh, and I he said he because it's JP. <laughs> JP was like he had given me this. Not his, he didn't. He wasn't giving me advice. JP's a real person. JP's it's a not real person. Yeah, not a cricket. Uh, he was telling me, because he runs his own business, and he was saying, oh, I spend, I, I try to reinvest all the money that, that the business makes in back into the business, and I give myself a small salary, and it helps the business grow. And I thought, that's great, because he doesn't, he pays low taxes. That makes so much sense. So I figured, oh, I, I'm going to start this digital media company. I need to, like, take the money. I'm, I was flush with cash yeah. in around September. Because I don't get paid, like the summertime hits, I make a lot of money in the summertime because I have the pool website, and then I don't get that money until September, October. Right. So all of a sudden, I'm like flush with cash, and I and I said, all right, well, it's time to reinvest this money into the business. So you know, I, I and I started, you know, create I created Brew Cabin again, uh, spun that back up. So I was spending money getting content written for there. I had RoastyCoffee.com, I had SwimUniversity.com. I was working on Money Lab. I had paid. I had spent money to get a had, salesperson. Yeah, you hired tons. Yeah, of salesperson for for sponsorships on SwimU. I hired somebody to take over my position as like operations. Operations. Uh, I I paid more writers. I paid uh, my editor more because there was more work to do. That I, shitty video guy you paid. Yeah, I paid. Uh, I animation. I got animations done. I had uh, editor. An editor. Uh, and not Matt. We're talking just so it's very clear in case he listens. <laughs> totally different person. Totally different person. We love you. Uh, yeah, like I just had all these expenses, and I and I was able to afford them all. But then, but the, were you? No, I no, I did. I had the money to 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 buy all those things because I was flush with cash. Yeah. But then the winter time comes, and I'm and the the business is still making money, but not nearly as much as it does in June and May and June. It's not, you know, it doesn't just doesn't make that much. But I still had a lot of those people on staff throughout the winter time. Oh, 
I assumed it was because you racked up the expenses from those hires, but it was that no. you kept you kept them on, and then right. your, mostly your the, January mostly, revenue couldn't handle exactly. The load. Okay, yeah, it was mostly the editorial staff because we were running three websites. Yeah, so three websites, a couple hundred dollars an article every single week, editing, graphic arts. Yeah, did you feel so? I kind of I think I know the answer. Plus to this. my salary. Yeah. So yeah. I think I know the answer to this, but w- did you have a moment? So you ended up selling Roasty, but I think a lot of that conversation of you selling Roasty for 50 something thousand dollars came from us talking about buying a house. Right. It had nothing to do with the debt. Right. Was there a moment though where you were like, oh shit, yeah. this is not working and things need to change? What do you mean? Separate from the, separate from Roasty, which ended up bailing you out of that debt yes. by using that money. But to me, I just remember conversations with you no, no. that were like, this is getting worse or this is, I, I'm in debt and I need to figure out how to not be in debt. I knew that come August, September, I was going to be flush again. Sure. You just, so, oh, you had to wait it out. I remember yes. you were like, I have to just wait this out. And I not hate do any, waiting. Right. And not, yeah, well, yeah. so I could have, like last year I did a bunch of hiring. So I was flush with cash, did a lot of hiring. Uh, and before that, I, I, you know, or not before that, like I knew that, that I knew the, that hot, the high times were coming. Yep. And so, yeah, I can say, all right, well, just don't like scale back a little bit. So I was like, all right, let's, let's not, let's just like chill out, you know, not do, not me, not, not have any more ideas basically. Sure. Like don't hire anybody. Don't spend more than you need to just keep things small and, and, and just like, let's just coast until not that I, not that I get like paid anybody less. I just didn't do anything new. Right. So I was trying to coast until September, you know, uh, September, October, August, September, October when I would be flush again and then I would be able to pay off my debt. Yeah. That would have happened. Yeah. You just didn't like waiting and feeling. I know that whole period of just seeing that 40,000 yeah. roughly in credit card debt on one, on one credit card. Right. My one and business you were chase. The max. Yeah. I had to keep moving credit from my other credit business limits, credit cards. Yeah. yeah. Over to the new ones. Just so I wasn't going over the limit. Yeah. Jesus, now, now so nervous. I know. Well, I, and I was able to hold on because I have t- more tolerance, I guess. Right. Like I'm more risk tolerant, but at a certain point I'm like, this just, th- it's like a, it just sucks having this weight yeah. on me. Mm-hmm. And I was, and, and it, it was also causing you to make some decisions. Absolutely. That were like oh yeah. Panicky I wanted to, a little like, whole, yeah, you, you it's like being making, broke. Right. Even right. though I wasn't technically broke. Now I could, now I have money saved. Yeah. Uh, I use Betterment. So I have, uh, money like tucked away in a brokerage account. So I could have paid that debt off. Sure. I had the money to pay it off. Right. And then I would have got that money, but then that doesn't make, that's not the point of investing and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that is just, yeah, it was fucking stressful. Yeah. And, and I, again, I knew, knowing, knowing I was going to get out of it, but still having it there, I, I just know I would be a terrible, uh, startup founder with VC capital right. because they're, I'm like, they're worth so much debt. Or like, like, or this, like is so, this is to, bad business. I listened to the show, the NPR show, How I Built This. Yeah. And they're like, and then we were finally, you know, we finally j- were, we were pre-revenue for four years. So, and I'm like, I could never. No. And I don't believe no. that's, a, that's not a business. Right. I, well, I, it is eventually. Yeah, I guess. But <laughs> when just, you're I just want to be, yeah, I would be, yeah, it's just, it, anyway, it was nerve wracking. And sure. we were talking before that about, we've been trying to think of, well, buying a house in Boulder is going to be tough because it's expensive here, and I my brain doesn't really understand how to process the the real estate prices here versus you know South Jersey. Right. So, I just remember going, well, in order to get like a normal down payment, like we want a twenty percent, and I'm like, we're going to need like a hundred thousand dollars to right. get like a normal. We made this like spreadsheet and was like, okay, how long? Okay, we need to save ten thousand dollars a month. Yeah, it's like want- what? That's insane. <laughs> right. I mean, so the other piece of this too is like I was mapping out my money. Again, I took like a work break. And so I realized like part of me this last year was like, I just want consistent revenue for God's sake. Like I just want to make, you know, 5,000 
every month guaranteed somewhat almost, ga- or, somewhat guaranteed yeah, okay. because of where whatever my business is doing and i look back at how i've made money and and i look back at what you just went through yeah and i'm like i actually don't one that's not how this has worked for me and two i don't mind that like i last september right before i um i took the break i ended up um, all of my client work ended up culminating into this one month and I got $22,000. But the month before that I had 500 and I was like, you know what? That's hmm. just how this the works. cycles yeah. of this work. And for some reason too, it makes me think, it lets me think more creatively too about money. Like we could have the housing conversation and be like, okay, if we want to save up for a house, what's the creative way to do this instead of being like, yeah, I'm good at saving and chipping away slowly. Yeah. But there's also these extremes that actually sometimes work for me in my favor to be like, okay, I'm taking off of work because I have this huge chunk of change. Or for you, you're like, okay, I've just sold this huge asset of mine and I'm paying off all this debt. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes I used to think like that was the stressful part about being an entrepreneur. And now I'm realizing that I actually part of my mind is like, no, you want consistency. And then I'm like, no, I actually enjoy that because it gets me to think differently about money and do yeah, big you, creative things. Yeah. You can't think of it in terms of how much you make a month. Although I, you know, talking with Michelle, who's, who's uh, my editor in chief, when we were talking about, well, you know, we run a seasonal business. That's what we do. Yeah. And so we're going to make more money in September, but we're not going to make a lot of money in January. And, do we one scale back production and and so that way we're not paying as many people to get things done and maybe beef up that production in the in the summer and then scale back that production in the wintertime? Or are we a school teacher and we have to figure out how to, you know, keep the money flowing through the summer? Yeah. You know, and and that's sort of what we come we came to was, hey, instead of taking that money and trying to ramp up production when you have it. Save it, right? <laughs> and and then basically, you know what your monthly expenses are. Like I do, I keep a, a big spreadsheet. Also, I mean, I use QuickBooks for my business, but I also keep a spreadsheet, uh, like a budget. So I I write down all of the money that I've made in the previous year in every single month, and then I basically divide that and average it over every single month expenses and income, right. and look. Oh, okay, I need X amount of dollars every like. Basically, I know to keep the lights on. Yeah, well, I, I know that my business overall is profitable, but some months are going to be tougher than others because, especially starting in January, we're not. You know, if if I need ten thousand dollars and if I have ten thousand dollars in expenses, and my business makes you know twenty thousand dollars a month, and I'm giving round numbers, it's not the actual numbers because they're so volatile. It's not even worth me saying the actual numbers. But let's say like no, let's, let's let's say the actual numbers. So in June this year, or sorry, in May this year, we did sixty thousand. Right? Damn. Oh damn. Right? But I do not do that in January. No. Right? But but I need at least twenty thousand dollars to keep the business afloat. Now that twenty thousand dollars pays for you know the writing staff, you. editor pays me, pays you know all the tech stuff, hosting. Mailchimp, all that kind of shit. Uh, so in January we might make ten thousand, right? And it's like, well, that's not going to pay that. So, but, but in June, in June or May we make a lot, and so like that needs to cover those. That needs to basically supplement those those lower months. Yeah, and one of the things, and I, I've not done that, right? <laughs> and one of the things I would notice you doing is cutting back your own personal salary. Oh yeah, I'll do that before very, anything else, yeah. right? Which is very like CEO type is it i think it's the opposite they take their big bonuses and everyone else gets ceos at startup levels are like we don't we're not paying ourselves yet that kind of right right that kind of yeah the the founders so all right so this is interesting you keep i've seen your spreadsheets yeah (laughs) they're so good (laughs) (laughs) why did we why was that funny i don't know spreading Spreading sheets sheets, i don't know but i've seen your numbers they're huge oh god (laughs) and the thing, the thing that 
just, I don't understand is that you have this beautiful budget for your business and you understand where all your money is <laughs> and why the hell don't you have that for your personal life? I feel like it's too so, much. Like yesterday you were like, Hey babe, I bought a thousand dollar chair and I'm just like, $800 chair. Oh Jesus Christ. Like to me, I'm like, how, where's that money coming from? How do you, what? what? Like, well, to me, those those moments, you operate in that way with money in such a different way than I do. Well, and- oh, hold on. One, I when I sold Roasty, I paid off my debt, but I took a little bonus for myself. Oh. Yeah. So $10,000. Is- <laughs> okay. <laughs> to basically the rest of the money. Yeah. Uh, and gave it to myself. Sweet. Yeah. Paid oh, off my credit that. card debt. Yeah. Oh, good. Your personal? <laughs> my personal, which was only, I think, 5000 or something. Okay. Uh, but pay that off just I like, just and wa- that was because of my dentist bill. Cause right. I've been go- going sure. to the dentist. But I just watched the episode of the office where yeah. they find a surplus at the end of yes. the year. Yeah. And everyone in the office is trying to decide between a copier and the chairs. Yeah. <laughs> so the I, chairs. yeah, I bought the chair because this chair sucks and it hurts and it's. Oh, come on. Oh, last time I was on the podcast, you squeaked around in it. Stop. <laughs> so I hate it and I want a new chair. Right. And I, and okay, this is what I, I do. It- I do the, it, like, it's part of. I only give that example because I know because I'm like, yeah. So to me, I am very like frugal, meticulous, Mm -hmm. limiting on my expenditures personally. Yeah. And to me, I don't run a business and I have it in the past. That's separate from myself. I was running a consulting business that was no staff. No, I was just like, the money yeah, it's like comes when I did in, website design. I keep the money. Yeah. 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 And so to me, the, like, I, you know, not budgeting your personal stuff or at least we're very different in that yeah, way. And I it's mean, always interesting to see you so meticulously <clears throat> running your business. And then I'm like, how do you think about your personal money so differently? The same. I mean, it's, I'm not, I don't run my business so meticulously okay obviously i wouldn't be in debt if i did that that's true so i i you am like you have a great spreadsheet but a lot of the numbers are red yeah they're, they're i i have always flown by the seat of my pants yeah. when it comes to anything everything's gut everything's sort of like we'll figure it out yeah i'll figure it out you know i i, I want this right now it you know i do like before i would just go and buy dumb shit right now i buy stuff and I think about it for two weeks, a month, or whatever. Yeah. Like I like the chair, the chair thing you've been thinking about for a while. For a while. Yeah. And and I went and did my research. Like, what's the best chair? Like, I'm if I'm going to buy a chair, like I want the chair to last me for the next you know forty years. And, and you're better at that than me. For me, I'm like, we could get away with sitting on cardboard boxes. No, it's like that's like, why I don't like IKEA. Like, right. I, I don't want IKEA furniture. Yeah. I want a bookshelf that well, the bookshelves don't count, but I want a couch. That is going to last twenty years, not one that lasts five that years. You and we're absolutely one hundred percent love versus you deal yeah. with. Yeah, I buy a lot of things furniture wise that I just am like, this is fine. Yeah, and, and I'm not. A, I mean, that's a very minimalistic uh, philosophy. I am definitely not a minimalist. Right. I. You should. I mean, I have four refrigerators. That would not <laughs> that would not be a minimalist. They're all beer related. They're yeah. all part of my hobby. But yeah, definitely not a minimalist. Right. But I do think it, I do love the philosophy of. When I buy something, I'm no, not if it's outrageous. You know, it's like, oh, you should buy the best sink. Well, the best sink is gold. It's like, <laughs> no, that's insane. Uh, the best sink is this one. It, you know, it's functional. And also, it, yeah. and, oh, and it'll last 30 years and whatever the case is. Yeah. And, you know, if we were ever, if we were to build our own house, yeah, everything, I, you know, we may not have, we were not going to have, like, I'm not going to put in crown molding. Ew. But, but I mean, like, people think that's really, cool and i'm like well that serves no purpose like i'd rather put in a, a stainless steel faucet that's going to last 100 years sure you know or so or, you know i i'd, I'd think I, I would shift my thinking in well what what is it that's gonna what first of all what benefits me as either an entrepreneur or a person yeah and how long is it gonna last and that's fair too because you know i think about what i spend money on and to me it's mostly services like I'm like, yeah, let me and go that's on, what I don't do. And that's what you don't do. Yeah. So in that sense, we're not that different. They're just like things you can see and hold and get delivered in a box right. to our house versus me being like, I'm going on retreat. I have some yoga classes I bought. I'm going to therapy. Well, I'm going to yeah, hire this coach. Yeah. One of the things though that I was kind of against and I actually had to get talked into because again, you're right. I don't think in services like that. Yeah. Uh, the cleaning service. 
So oh, yeah. we every two weeks we have somebody that comes in and cleans our house. Yeah. And to me, that felt so frivolous. It felt so, you know, bougie. Th- yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I'm like, I know how to clean. We don't need that. Right. And somebody, I think it was somebody here. I think it was Jay who actually pointed out, uh, yeah, but the amount of hours that you're going to spend cleaning your house every week. Imagine if you put those hours, you know, building a product online or or even doing consulting work. Yeah. Like w- you'll make so much more than you would spend to have this thing done and there's like so many psychological benefits to it too. The the idea that like they say that money doesn't buy happiness unless it buys things that you hate doing, yeah. right? Where it's uh I hate mowing the lawn, I hate cleaning the toilets, I hate you know all these things that it's like, well, if you pay someone else to do that, actually it does buy you happiness. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I don't know. I don't necessarily know if it's, I'm a, if I'm any happier. I don't think you're any happier having the cleaning service in here. I think it's actually, I, I mean, I am because I, I mean, this is about like cleaning preferences. Like sure. I notice dust and I notice countertop surfaces. Yeah. And I would be, if, if someone wasn't cleaning, like, our stovetop, I would be the one cleaning it all the time. Right, I would, yeah, but I would just, that's the thing, like, I would just do it. Right. I wouldn't even, I'm like, this has to get done, I'm going, like, I did it when I lived alone all the time. I yeah. clean my toilets all the time. Right. Clean my counter, you know, I, and I never thought that that would be something I would pay for because, one, it's a service and I, I don't know. And it's you're pretty DIY, I'm, too. I'm very DIY, yeah. so, yeah, it just never made sense to me. Yeah. But, but yeah. are you happy we have it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could do it once a month. No, uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, it's, it doesn't bother me. The only annoying <laughs> thing is where we work from home. Right. She's cleaning around right, us around, and then yeah. she starts chatting with us and it's like, yeah. oh, okay. Maybe I should. Sometimes I'm like, should I be like helping her? Yeah. Like, <laughs> still, still. This is like two years. Right. Still like that. Yeah, I, I don't know. We, I, it, yeah, we spend money on different things. I think we value different things. That's mm-hmm. all. Because I, yeah, I don't have a business coach. I don't have. I don't go to yoga. I don't go to a gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, other things that you do and I don't. Yeah, do. like for me, like yeah, retreats, therapy. Yeah, like I all don't those pay for conferences. Services. So yeah, I don't do any of that shit. Yeah, right. Travel. To, right. To me, travel is yeah. part of it. So I'm like services and experiences. I don't want to buy anything ever. Yeah, that's a thing. And yep. you're. You're very different. And my $800 chair is going to last longer and be less money. I'm going to be so money. jealous when you get it. I'm like giving you shit right now, but... Well, hey, look, if you like it, we'll get you one too. But I'll, I'm going to have to pay for it. Oh, yeah, I'm not paying for that shit. <laughs> I think we should just end on that note. <laughs> uh, where can people find you on the internet these on days? On the internet? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I'm deciding where I am on the internet. Not on Facebook. Don't even try, bitches. Because wow. I'm not on Facebook wow. anymore. Uh, which feels really good. Um, yeah, you can check me out on Twitter at Stuff Halligan. Um, I'm also rocking LinkedIn. Uh, you can find me at linkedin.com slash in slash Stephanie Halligan. Don't send me a message on there, though. LinkedIn is not good for that. Are you being serious about that? Or is I that mean, a joke? It's kind of a joke, but I actually got a job offer yesterday on LinkedIn. A headhunter reached out to me and said, I'm looking for someone who can do instructional design work in Denver for mm. 35 hours a week. And I said, I don't commute. Wow. Sorry, I can't do 35 hours a week either. But you're commuting now. A full time job. Well, no, but this is like twice it's in a town, week. Yeah. And it's 20 minutes. Why does it have to have the in? Like I don't, linked, isn't that awful? LinkedIn.com slash in slash. That's why I wanted to say the LinkedIn URL because it's ridiculous. It. It's LinkedIn.com slash in and slash your name. Well, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I want to thank Rick Georgensen for my new middle name this week via email. Thank you, George. Rick. <laughs> George. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> I'm, looking, eh, I'm like looking at it. Could be Jorge. Did you type it right? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, if you have questions or topics that you'd like me and my uh, co-hosts to discuss on the show, please email me. <laughs> God damn it. As soon as I have to read, <laughs> this all goes to hell. Uh, email me at matt at moneylab.co. Also, feel free to send me a, m- a new middle name suggestion. I'm l- open to try new ones out. 
Uh, the bomb was this week's, but who knows what it's going to be next week. <laughs> who knows? One day I'll use my real one. I know what it is. Uh, Should I reveal did it? Did I do that? <laughs> That's a hint. Uh, <laughs> if you like this show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. And if you really like this show, please leave me a review because apparently that helps more people to find out about us and attracts more sponsors, which could make me more money and will allow me to continue publishing this show every single week. And bonus points for funny reviews. And speaking of reviews, I got one from Emily Burke, and it was just a thumbs up emoji. Nice. Perfect. That's good. That is good. I'm going to leave you an eggplant. <laughs> or I didn't even know you could leave emojis in iTunes. I didn't either, but now everyone should be leaving emojis. Yeah. If you could, oh, that would be so great. Yeah. Because listen, everyone here's the listening, thing. please leave your favorite emoji or your least favorite emoji. Yeah, because all I need is the count. I yeah. just need the review count to go up. So just that this like poop emoji. Yeah, just, just anything. Anything. Please, just any. Ugh, take it. Finally, visit MoneyLab.co to follow my experiments and challenges trying to make money online, and subscribe to get email updates and announcements. I talked about what I'm doing over at MoneyLab. You should go check it out. It's my favorite site on the whole planet. I just redesigned it. It's my favorite site that talks about money experiments online wow thank you you're welcome what a ringing endorsement i'll, I'll leave you a emoji yeah <laughs> review yeah follow me on twitter guys my handle is at matt Givanese, and you can figure out how to spell it thanks steph you're welcome matt thank you stephanie <laughs> don't ever talk to me in that voice okay i won't all right this was fun yeah. see it wasn't that bad no. you were a little struggling at the beginning but we yeah <laughs> i just i, I wanted to toss it. it to you right you figured out. Yeah, we 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 made it happen. Cool. Thanks. Right. You're welcome. All right. Thanks for listening. That's it. Bye bye. <laughs>